0: welcome back everybody to another episode of the home and body improvement show i'm very excited to be back that's a complete lie anyway uh today we're gonna talk about flower boxes and outdoor running why because spring is in the air i hope you're excited so this is episode number i don't even know what episode this is does it really matter folks enjoy home and body improvement show coming at you 48. It's episode number 48. So, I know some of you guys were holding your breath, wondering, gee, if he doesn't know what episode it is, how are we going to know uh, number 48? So, that's kind of exciting, right? Uh, where was I last week? I Man, I am just all over the place, folks. I did fly out to Reno. I had a quote-unquote gig to do. I'm not really telling too much about it, other than I am shooting a documentary. And, uh, you know, just one thing led to another, and boom. like Here we are, two weeks later, without, with only one pe- podcast to show for it. I gotta get out that damn newsletter, too. It is, this is a fact, and it is like kind of a kick in the balls, if you will. I mean, I don't, I don't mind saying terms like kick in the balls because nobody listens to this fucking podcast anyway, at least according to the stats, but uh, now I gotta put the explicit logo on this damn episode. Fucking A. Anyway, uh, kick in the balls, why? Because I have about 300-ish subscribers to my uh, newsletter, and every time I send one out, I get, like, minus one or two people. So, like, every time I send out a newsletter, I get less subscribers, which is kind of like, why am I sending this out in the first place? I'm not, the idea is to gain subscribers, you know, get some people to sign up. That ain't happening. So, Uh, you know what? I'm going to keep plowing through. I'm going to keep plowing through. Number 48, you know, indicates that I've been doing this for close to a year. Uh, I think I've only missed one or two. So, I guess the episode, I I guess I would... Had I stuck with it, I would be at number 52 already. But that's coming up on me. That's a one-year anniversary. I'm deciding whether or not I should take a break at 50. But it's not like this is that hard. I mean, I literally just babble for 20-plus minutes. And most of the time, I don't even know what I say. I think my level of effort kind of explains my number of subscribers, you know? Like my loyal fan base. I bet a lot of people... You especially are thinking, well, gee, Coach, uh, you tell us every week that you don't put any effort into this show, but yet you're upset you don't have any subscribers. Do you not see the connection here? And uh, I do see the connection, but you could be a little nicer about it. So that actually happened to me. I I was flying and I needed my my driver's license expired. So I go to the DMV and I don't know if you work for the DMV or the FBI or the CIA, but I don't technically live in Indiana, but I kind of do. So it's a little sticky with my driver's license. Long story short, I just needed something so I could rent a car when I got to my destination. And I went to Indiana. I was just like, listen, can you just extend, like uh, this whole COVID thing is going on. Can you just extend my expired driver's license by like a month or two? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, we could renew it. And I was like, well, that's fine. Whatever you need to do. And they asked me my address. And I re- and re- initially said, well, you know, I, li- I live at such and such address, but my permanent address is in Indiana. And they said, uh, well, then we can't be giving you a driver's license if you live in Illinois. And I said, well, I don't live in Illinois, which I kind of do. But I don't live in Illinois. I uh, live in Indiana. That's where all my mail goes. That's where all my you know, stuff is listed. I need the Indiana driver's license. So long story short, I drove to another DMV, explained my situation a little bit better, and I was able to renew my license. Although there's this thing. I don't know what's going on in all the other states. I don't know if it's Illinois, Indiana, or both, uh, or all 50 states. But you need this thing called a real ID. And I am planning on renewing in Illinois shortly. So I don't feel as though I broke the law. So you, John Q, you know, people are trying to bust other ones, you know, take, take them down for the man. Like if you're looking at me as being your next target, well, why don't you just pump the brakes there at hot hotshot? I plan on getting my Illinois real ID soon, probably the day before, <laughs> you know, probably the day before you're supposed to get it because I usually put things off to the last moment when I don't need them right now. And uh, but I will get that Illinois license. I'm sure it's not that hard. My big fear is that I had to take a driving test. Not the driving test. I don't care about that. I'm I'm a really really good driver. Except for the two three, at least four. Well, I've been about four or five accidents and totaled at least two cars. But other than that, I am just phenomenal. I mean, I am. I put me up there with a New York City cab driver, or um, even like a you know possibly an IndyCar, car NASCAR Rusty Wallace type uh, Dale Earnhardt. Although he died, so maybe not him, but. You know, what I'm saying is I'm good. I'm good, baby. Uh, but the written test, I know they always throw a couple curveballs at you. Like, why are these signs blue? Because they have information. That's one of the few things I remember <laughs> from my test. If you see this, you know, orange triangle, what does that mean? I think it means slow moving vehicle, right? But I, w- I want to bone up on that stuff in case I do have to take a driving test, which is, you think about all the morons that are on the road. You know, you should I shouldn't technically be nervous about this, but I do feel as though... I do kind of have to study, um, you know. I mean, with all the old people, I mean, let's put let's put it this way: had I if I fail and had I fail if I even have, have to take a driving test, it's going to really drive me crazy because I'm going to be walking down the sidewalk and watching just just moron after moron in their car, thinking to myself, "They passed the test. Why couldn't I pass the test?" And, uh, and probably on their cell phone while they're driving too. That seems to be. It's you know, it is scary. If you've ever taken the time to not just, like, watch people in their car as they drive in the opposite direction that you're walking, but look what they're doing. Almost, like, half, I would say, are on their phone or have their phone in their hand. Um, it Really, like, distracted driving is the new drunk driving. Everybody wants to prosecute and persecute and nail any drunk driver to the wall, and I totally understand that. You should not be driving when you're beyond the point of impairment or impairment at all, but what do you think distracted driving is like I mean I'm not going to say I was a you know <laughs> like one's better than the other they're both awful but I want to say distracted driving or driving with your cell phone in your hand is just as bad I mean put down the damn phone although I've been guilty of it too so um, there I go getting on my soapbox again you crazy hypocrite I wonder if somebody who doesn't listen to this show but could potentially is like yo yeah coach well I've seen you I've seen you drive your car And uh, you're always on your phone, so what are you talking about? And uh, you're right. I'm a hypocrite, so life is weird. Uh, Although you wouldn't know it today, it's kind of raining. But although this morning was kind of nice, and yesterday was beautiful, man. It It was almost too nice. Like, you know how, like, we wait for summer, especially in Chicago, man. There is definitely four seasons, sometimes only two, winter and summer. And you really wait for the summertime toward the tail end of that wintertime. Like, I don't mind the fall. I don't even mind, like, some of the snowfall early on. Oh, this is kind of cute and stuff. Right around mid-January to, like, late February, I not only get, like, bummed out and depressed, it's just like a grind. And you don't realize how happy the sun actually makes you once you finally see it. So, yesterday was one of those days where, like, the sun was out, but it also got a little humid, you know, a little sticky. And I was like, ah, I didn't want it to get that, you know, I didn't want to get that hot this early. So, it, it reached 80 degrees. I turned the ceiling fan on, but it was still kind of warm, you know, I felt myself I didn't quite wake up in a puddle of sweat but I felt like I had to take my shirt off <laughs> ladies, please, tame yourself but, uh, you know, I, I did uh, it, it got hot and I was like you know, me being a cheap Pollock, I'm not going to turn the air conditioning on, not in April, so uh, I don't. I was thinking about that today man, I really get like angry when I spend money, if, it, if it's like over 50 bucks, I literally I went out for coffee with a friend yesterday and uh, we both got one item to eat and one coffee, and mine, I, I was I did indulge myself a little. I got a Nutella latte, which, whoa! I mean, lattes themselves are great, right? I usually get a vanilla, vanilla, no vanilla, and uh, but they had Nutella. I was like, you throw the Nutella in the latte, which I just, I would say recently, but within the last couple months, it was introduced to Nutella, and it is my if you if you want to say this my vice. I I eat Nutella and apples uh, regularly, you know, once a week, twice a week. Once every, other, I, I just have them and I love it, and it's it really is delicious. All right, enough about Nutella and apples. Let's get down to business here. So we talk about the reason I picked flower boxes is because I know this is a little bit about me that you may not have known, but I usually do a flower box every year. I think there's like one or two years where I kind of just skipped, or I shouldn't say I skipped. I just kept putting it off. Well, I'll do it after Memorial Day. Well, I'll do it after Fourth of July. By the time like August rolls around, you don't really want a flower box because uh, you know, you only got like a month or so with it. And it's kind of a pain. It's not a pain, all right? It really isn't. It's about f- three additional minutes out of my day to water these things. I've always... I had three flower boxes on my balcony. And I one was always an herb garden and the two were just flowers. So, what do I do? Uh, well, first of all, you need to get the flower boxes. Because mine, they were made of wood. And they literally have crumbled. To the point where like if you if you think of the four sides of a flower box hanging off the side of a balcony the f- the front side that would be closest to the sidewalk if you will just fell off and i didn't know so in theory all of my stuff could have just literally dumped out whatever below me cuz it's on a balcony and i actually that box in particular was facing toward my neighbor and we ran into each other on the balcony one time and i was kind of li- i was like oh man and he goes he goes yeah i saw that man i was wondering if you're going to do something about it and I was like, well, I don't know, Dick. Maybe you could have said something to me because it's hard for me to see that side, and you clearly saw it before me. Instead of waiting for it. Well, anyway, he's moving out, so I hope they. I hope he moves into one of those houses that has black mold, and he gets one of those like tarred lungs, and his kids are born with three eyes. No, I don't. I don't wish it on the kids, just him. So I always go to Home Depot. Um, I'm sure there's better places. There used to be a place called Frank's. I don't think it's around anymore. I feel like all these big box you know retailers put all these small guys out of business and Franks was the place to go it's called a nursery i don't even know why it was called a nursery but maybe you do i get maybe flower places are called nurseries Now, why are kids places called nurseries these are all really good questions and i'm not going to answer any of them so i go to home depot and i get whatever i need and i usually spend somewhere between 100 and 150 bucks again anytime i spend more than 50 bucks i go nuts right but this should in theory last me from well i would say i typically go When I don't think it's going to snow anymore. So we're still early first week of April. I feel like we got one or two, maybe three more snows in us. So I would say early May for sure. Memorial Day has got to be like the cutoff. Because after that, it's just, you're not going to be able to enjoy the thing for too long. I picked my flowers. Well, I picked my box first. I don't recommend the wooden ones. I think now what I'm going to get is one of those iron ones that has like this like bedding on the inside. If you know your flower boxes, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you probably think I'm a goofball. But then again, you probably think I'm a goofball anyways. So what's the difference? So, uh, I get like this pattern. I always get like two of each and I kind of make like a, I don't know how you say it, but like, you know, like bookends almost like so and then work toward the middle and like one nice one in the middle. Uh, I just look for a floral pattern. I There's at least three, but definitely two types you'll see when you're buying flowers in particular and it has to do with the amount of daylight they get during the day. And I just get the one that has, the, that has and needs the most daylight. Uh, my balcony is pretty well lit for at least a good seven, eight hours out of the day. So I feel like that's why. There's some that require shade. There's some that, I don't know, whatever. The point is, you have to be honest with yourself. You know, is there anything blocking the sun from your flower boxes? And then you need to get flowers accordingly because they will dry out pretty quickly. And I don't know much about flower boxes, nor like vegetable gardens and stuff. But that's definitely something that I want to do more of, you know, this whole do-it-yourself approach to life. And I I actually have found, I know, you guys are going to like think I'm turning hippie on you, but I found like the meditative, you know, I guess um, how you would say, like the meditative qualities, the meditative um, benefits of like gardening. It's actually like a, it's like doing a puzzle. It's like a mind-numbing. You just kind of. I mean, like puzzle the one where you like push things in. You know, you try and find the corner pieces first. Uh, it's it's like just a mind-numbing, mindless task where you're like kind of actively doing something with your hands. Uh, I find it to be kind of relaxing. I don't even put music on. I just kind of put down. I buy two bags of soil, and again, you get the several different soils. I usually get the cheap stuff because I don't like to spend money. And I just put down like a nice little layer. I pop these suckers out of the plastic container now i found like you could like cut them out but i found that if you turn them upside down and just pat them on the butt like like a baby's bottom like you just kind of they usually kind of fall out like intact the way like you would want them to if you try to pull them out you're going to yank something out but if you turn them upside down and then again like it like like you're hitting a baby's like a, you just kind of and they fall out. And then you can kind of put them there. And then what you do is you put more soil on top of it. And you you kind of make this little mound, right? You know? And, and, there, and there's your garden. I like to do herb garden as well. Again, I've been talking about doing this for years. An indoor herb garden. Um, maybe today's the day I start it. Probably not. But one of these days I'm going to do the indoor herb garden. Because guess what? Going to the store and buying herbs. Really expensive. Fresh herbs are way better than dried herbs. Uh, they just taste better. Smell better. I mean, everything's better about it. So... Uh, but then you know you get these plastic containers of like mint, let's say, and I don't use all the mint, and it costs a lot of money, like you know a couple bucks for what a couple you know leaves of mint. I don't I don't need to spend that kind of money on leaves of mint. And by the way, like there's certain herbs that grow like crazy, like basil grows like crazy, mint usually grows like crazy. I always I usually get like an oregano and a thyme, um, you know. But obviously you can always get the. Is that Simon and Garfunkel store song? Rosemary. Sage. Yeah, you could get those too. I, you know, the idea is, like, literally just smell them. You know, if you like the smell and you think it would go good on food, get it. Uh, oregano is obviously a staple. Basil, you're going to use more than you probably would think. And then uh, I like the mint because of, um, like, if you make it with, like, a lemon water, it's just a nice element to, like, a fresh, recooling, fresh, refreshing, cooling drink for the summertime. Uh, I do like my mint. And, um, you know, the other one is kind of arbitrary, like time, whatever, I don't... I don't even know what the hell I would use time for. But, you know, basil and oregano and, and mint are the, th- the big three. And then I usually get a fourth one as well. And that's it, man. I, I usually do two boxes of flowers because they look good. And then I get one box of herbs. And I unless it rains, I have to water them every day. Don't skip a day because, God forbid, you do. And then they dry out. And then all of a sudden, you got $150 in the toilet. Uh, and I'm not going back to Home Depot to buy these things. And they're usually not, like, that expensive you know, by themselves, like we're talking about like a couple bucks for, like, you know, however much the flower costs, right? Like, that's not much. But when you're like, you know, when you're buying 15 of them at a time, in addition to the flower boxes, in addition to the soil, in addition to a bunch of other crap that you think you need, which you probably don't, which is like insect repellent, and, you know, put this, you know, this spray on it, your garden will grow twice as big, you know? And like, oh, okay, well, I want my garden to grow twice as big. Uh, I will say that the um, bugs can be an issue, though. So, I, there's a plant, like, you know, you, you know how, like, they have those candles, the citronella candles? There actually is a plant called citronella, and you could put that in your garden as well. Uh, the bugs can be an issue, and so you get, like, these essentially pesky fruit fly-type thinking things around your garden. Um, I've sprayed them, you know, with the, I guess it would be an anti-pesticide-type spray, uh, especially in the flowers. Obviously not the herbs because I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not spraying. I'm trying to be organic here, Okay. But um, you can do that. You can get a citronella um, plant or you can, like, throw these little sticks or whatever it is. You know, also another thing they have is essentially, like, I don't want to say duct tape, but some sort of tape that you can put, like, near your garden. And what happens is these things get attracted to the tape and they fly into it and they die. And that's it. End of their life. If it's really life. I don't know. Do you consider, like, a bug... To have a life. I mean, I know there's a movie that shares that, you know, it's called A Bug's Life. But, like, think about it. It's a bug, right? Like, they're meant to be squashed, aren't they? I mean, they're not. You don't have pet bugs, right? I don't know. The point is I don't feel too bad. I mean, listen, like, in the summertime, one of those blue lights that zaps the bugs, there's nothing better. Especially for hillbillies who don't follow sports, you know? I mean, when they're not hunting and fishing, what else do they do? They sit there and they watch that blue light and, you know, that's good fun for them, man. And it keeps them off the streets and not doing meth. And, God love them, man. That's rural living, you know? I mean, after high school, what are you going to do? You know, go work in the farm, and then you're going to hunt, you're going to fish, and you're going to watch bugs die in the summertime. So that's why I don't live in a farm. But anyway, uh, looking forward to making my my flower box, man. I think that's going to be – I always look forward to that day. I did share that uh, one year with a female, and uh, it was literally like – I don't think you should get this one. I think you should get that one. I go, listen, this is like something I look forward to doing. I don't know. I You know. So I will be making this trip this year solo. Um, I'm going to say by choice, but it's also out of necessity. But even still, if I was dating someone, I would tell them to buzz off. See what I did there? Because uh, I do enjoy going to Home Depot and getting my plants and planting my box. It's a nice day. That happens every single year. It's kind of like that day where you put up the Christmas tree or, I don't know, you buy the turkey. You know, there's things you do once a year and you look forward to. So I'm looking forward to making my flower box and hopefully an indoor herb garden at some point. I don't know why I keep putting that off. Like, I have everything, I just don't have the soil. And I guess the seeds, and the seeds are dirt cheap. And they're literally the first thing you see as soon as you walk into Home Depot. The one by me is right by the elevator. You just, you can just go get seeds. And all you gotta do is plant them and water them. That's it. I think I was holding off because I know I need a grow light. I don't know, man. It just hasn't been a very sunny year. So I feel like I'm definitely going to need a light regardless, but I don't know. Uh, Let's move on. Outdoor running. So in the springtime, you're probably going to want to transition to do some more outdoorsy type stuff. What better way to get a workout in than go for a run? I've talked about this umpteen times, I'm sure, on the podcast, but definitely in my newsletter, which everyone unsubscribes from. You know what? I'm going to give you the stats next week. I'm going to send out a newsletter this week. Next podcast, I'll let you know how awful it did. And why I get frustrated every time I send one out. But uh, outdoor running, get a good pair of shoes. Don't skimp on the shoes. It's not worth it. You know, I'm cheap. I understand that. But I still will spend at least 60, 60 bucks on a pair of running shoes. 50 bucks. You know, I look for last year's model because I could care less what they look like as long as they have a thick sole. Because when I go distance running, I try to stand the ball on my feet for about the first half mile to mile, and then after that, I'm a heel striker. Don't care. I just find. Been doing it for years, never had any knee issues. Um, I'm not even going to worry about it in the sense that, like, he's running the ball of your foot all the time, just like those barefoot runners up in the mountains. And I was like, ah, I don't care. I'm not doing it. So I find, I try to find a shoe, like last year's model. You know, I'll go to the clearance rack first at Dick's or any other sporting. It used to be Sport Mart, but I think they vanished. But I'll go to Dick's and I'll go to the clearance rack and or I'll just go find a nice thick-soled pair of running shoes and that's, my, that's all you really need. Um, a nice set of headphones is good. But I'll be honest, the headphones are a crutch. If you run with headphones, you're going to need headphones every time you run. You're going to hate running without headphones. If you don't wear headphones or kind of start running initially without them, you'll realize that, again, there's some therapeutic benefit to running and you don't need to listen to music while you're doing it. You don't need anything. You kind of just let your mind go. And so that's your opportunity to clear your head. It's kind of like going to sleep, right? Do you ever notice how, like, you have an issue, you go to sleep, you wake up, you get in the shower, and bang, issue solved. Like, for some reason just taking time away from thinking about it allowed you to like process it. That's kind of what happens during the whole meditative you know, going for a run, doing some yoga gardening, doing a puzzle like that stuff, like that, it just works on a subconscious level, I guess, I don't know, I'm not a psychiatrist, but that stuff, you know is good for you. So a pair of running shoes, you don't necessarily need the headphones, in fact for your distance runs, consider running without them, you know. If you're doing a power run two to three miles, you want to crank up the tunes and go nuts, by all means, but for the distant stuff, man, yeah, you know, see if you can do it without it, man. Just roll your sleeves up, get some vitamin D, you know, go nuts, wear a nice pair of shoes. After that, I mean, I feel like the running industry, well, the fitness industry as a whole has kind of gotten away from itself. There's so much stuff out there. I remember, I, I, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but I remember when you would go to the gym and your worst pair of clothes were your workout clothes. Like whatever had a hole in it or you're about to toss out, that's what you used to work out in. And now it's like you have to have these brand name stuff because they make your butt look nicer and, you know, they perfect cut. I'm, I don't see my belly as much. And it's like all this other shit. It's like, no, you're, you're there to sweat and grunt and get a good workout and go take a shower and go about your merry way. Like you don't need all these this stuff. Now, if you're doing it a lot, and let's talk specifically about running, there are some things that you might want to consider. Um, like men in particular, um, ladies, you as well, which is sports bras, and men in particular, you know, with your jock straps, some of this stuff is essential. You don't want things bouncing around when you're running, okay? I don't care if it's up top or down below. Uh, that can, over time, lead to some pretty painful experiences and or uh, major issues. So, that's something to consider, you know. And men, I don't know about the ladies in your sports bras because I've never worn one. But men, you know, you can usually wear the spandex shorts and that will suffice to hold everything in place. Um, you don't want to wear those You can wear the tight cutter shorts, I guess, but you're going to look like a goof. And if you do wear them, wear some, like, at least three-quarter thigh spandex shorts or something. Nobody wants to see your Jack Tripper, you know, shorts while you're running down the lakefront path. I mean, okay? Like, we don't, like, nobody wants to see that, all right? So, wear some, you don't need to wear basketball shorts here for Pete's sake, but, like, at the very least, a mid-thigh, if not wear some spandex shorts underneath it. Decent shoes. Socks are another thing too. You can spend a lot of money on socks, which is ridiculous, but I find my, you know, ankle high. I don't need them necessarily padded, but I do need them newer. Okay. So old socks with holes in them or socks that kind of have like worn down over time will make a difference. And you don't want to run on those types of socks because you do have to take care of your feet. Now, when you're going nuts, meaning like you're starting to run over 10 miles and stuff, your feet become an issue in terms of blisters or certain things. Um, there was a guy, like, there was this like, I don't it's essentially Vaseline, right? But there's certain runners Vaseline. I don't even know what you would call astral Glide or something like that, right? And so, there's issues. I'm sure everybody's experienced at one point or another, especially when you're distance run. You don't want to run with like a um, like a waffle pattern shirt because your nipples will chafe and it hurts. And it does like more than you would imagine. Like, marathon runners sometimes will run with Band-Aids over their nipples because of the chafing, and it, it can't be bad. So tossing a little Astroglide on that is actually a solution for that type of thing, or just wearing a bag of your shirt. And the same thing with your feet. You know, if you're starting to get hot spots, you're going to get a blister unless you do something. So knowing where your hot spots are before your long runs, putting a little Astroglide or Vaseline on that spot, you know, wearing some you know, decently cushioned socks with some shoes that are meant for running, and you should be okay. But keep in mind, something's going to happen at some point. It's just part of the game. You know, there's always going to be some sort of pain associated with physical activity if you do it long enough. You know, basketball players are going to blow out a knee or sprain an ankle. Runners are going to have runner's knee. Tennis players, tennis elbow. Golfers, golfer's elbow. Like all these types of things are going to happen over time. All right. What's the alternative? Not doing anything and getting type 2 diabetes? No, thank you. All right. I can deal with a little discomfort in my joints as opposed to being able to have difficulty getting out of the seat, you know, or taking a whole, you know, cocktail of medication just to keep my insulin in check. I'll pass on that. I'd rather be active. And it's a good way to get a tan. So running, maybe, you know, and bicycling, I guess I should have talked about that too because I feel like I've talked about running before. But get you a nice pair of shoes. Don't worry so much about the headphones. But if you are going to get headphones, I've had great success with the Powerbeats 3 I think there's a Power Beats Pro now, the 3 in particular. The 1 and the 2 can suck a big one. I've had either one or both of those, and at some point, they've all given out on me. Power Beats 3 have lasted me a long time, and I like them. Uh, You know, for your distance runs over time, little things, but like a nice, some like Vaseline, Astroglide, that type of thing for certain spots. I'm using your feet, your nipples, and the inner thigh. That's a big one, too. Anywhere that you think you're going to chafe. Men, don't be afraid to uh, wear those spandex shorts especially if you're going to wear some tight running shorts you don't want to wear the baggy shorts and nothing underneath because so that will chafe and it's not it's just not comfortable to run in ladies get you a nice sports bra make sure things are holding in place don't be afraid to spend some money on shoes uh you know and they say every 300 miles i think that's a little low you could probably get away with like 400 maybe even 500 miles on shoes but you will know when you need a new pair of shoes and you should not wait you know like don't put it off put it off put it off those new running shoes will eventually become your old running shoes or your bad rather running shoes. And uh, you know, then you'd kinda hang on to those and when you do a tough one you can wear those and then throw them all away when you're done. And then what else would be a nice ascent? There's you know, hats, visors. I was I usually wear backward I usually wear a hat because if the sun's out I can toss it forward or wear it backwards. Uh, for that for me, for that, um, it's good because it keeps sweat out of my eyes. Um, you know, there's certain things too. What else? What else for running? I guess that's enough from now, right? Shorts. Oh, one last thing. Uh, a nice belt for like your keys, your ID. You know, if you're going to wear like an iPod or one of those small iPods. or Maybe some people run with their phone. I used to do the arm thing for my phone. I refuse to wear one of those now. Especially when they have like nice it okay it, it's it's kind of like a fanny pack but it's super tight and you usually get one that's waterproof believe me you want one that's waterproof um i wear those around my waist uh, i'll even wear them when i'm not running if i'm just walking dogs and i have no pockets in my shorts uh it's a nice place to put your key convenient you'll usually forget it's on and uh, you should keep some id with you man just in case you go down one way or another you know i mean i know dna is great these days but if you're not in codis i mean how are they gonna find you and the dental records, it takes forever to figure those out. So carry an ID with you or something with your name on it. Cell phone should be fine. Um, and if you don't like your cell phone, then something to identify you. Like just write it on a piece of paper and stick it in your pocket. I don't know. In case of emergency, call 9 no more. Uh, That's all I got for you, folks. Home and Body Improvement Show back at you. Please subscribe to my newsletter and ask me some damn questions. You know, I'm getting tired of this shit. Okay, I'm not getting that tired of it. But if I were to get tired of this shit, you know, I guess I would just stop doing the podcast. All right, I'll see you next time.